Shall we begin? everybody welcome to a brand new episode of the frankly francisco podcast i'm excited to have my next guest he goes by the name of black ice he's not only a musician but he is also a artist that has a conscience he has you know has sense behind his music has a message behind his music so i'd like to introduce everybody to him how are we doing today black ice good man good man i can't complain how you feel today I'm good, man. I'm excited to have you on because it's rare that I find an artist that actually has a message behind the music. Normally right now, what you hear on the radio is nothing, you know, it's the same old stuff. People getting high, drunk, you know, getting high, drunk. That's it. Or they, <laughs> that's that's basically that's Don't basically forget the premise. Strippers. Don't forget the strippers. Yeah, and the strippers. Yeah, the strippers, the cars, you know, it, it's just it, it it's mind blowing what type of style of music is out anymore there's no message behind the music like it used to be like i'm a kid I from the, the 80s and the 90s man I'm, I'm gonna be 43 this year and yes i'm an old hand when it comes to music but i still feel like there should be a message behind it. music has power yes. it has power to it and if you're not conveying that and you're just it's oh my god we've just dumbed down what we listen to now and it's gotten to that point so what what has shaped you to be the type of artist that you are right now um Honestly, like it's it's a lot of things. Um, shout out to KRS-One. You know, KRS-One is definitely a very big influence, uh, not just musically, but I would go and sit and watch some of his seminars, you know, to understand just in general. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, one of my favorite artists of all time. Uh, J. Cole. And just, you know, growing up in the church, having these experiences of my father being a pastor, grandmother being a pastor, he's a minister of music. They expected me to go uh, a specific way at one point in time. And the fact that I couldn't go that way because of my own questions, because of my own understanding of the universe and you know my own journey just as a person. Uh, I've been a door-to-door -door salesman since I was 18. I've traveled the country, I've been able to knock on so many different doors and people don't understand like what doors are like when you think about a door like when i come to your door and knock on your door it's a whole different universe it's a whole different dimension so you know to be able to see all different walks of life and then to go through life the way that i have i had to write about it in a way that was universal you know because for one music is a universal language no matter what we are who we are, you know, no matter where we come from. If I can find a song that we can both relate to, that now creates a connection beyond, you know, anything monetary. If that, if I think I said that correctly, if that makes sense. So <laughs> I understand. I understand. <laughs> I understand the point you're trying to make, but I like the fact that you have your tones though, because you have church, you have the church too as well that you've uh that you come from. So yes. So your music is a, is a mix of a lot of things, a lot of different sounds that you incorporated into into what you do as an artist. How long have you been in this business? How long have you been making music for? Um, you know, a total of 20 years. I'm actually I'll be 28 this year. I've actually been doing it since I was eight. You know, I've been singing since I was five, but I moved with my dad, who is my biggest influence um, out of everything 
my dad is a gospel quartet. Not only did he do the church, but he had two different quartet groups that were all family ran. Like all of my family sings, my grandfather, uncles, cousins. So I was raised in that life of music, but it wasn't until like I started looking at music for my own purpose that created like, okay, so this is what I want to be conveyed. This is how I want my message to specifically sound for people who aren't in church. You know, I went through that phase of people looking at me crazy because I believed in what I believed and still chose to come to the church, but I'm singing secular music. So, you know, I had to show them that it's not all secular. Just because it's outside of the church does not mean that it's bad music, you know? So what I find interesting is the fact that you knew there was pressure on you to be something that your parents wanted you to be, but you chose to not do that. You chose to be your own person. You chose chose to be your own man, which is fantastic. I mean, it's hard sometimes when you have those pressures when it comes to family because you always want to always want to make family happy. You want to make them. your mind. Yeah. yeah, you want to please everybody. Yeah. But you can't always do that. But as an independent artist, what has been your biggest pain point so far with music? Um, my biggest pain would be honestly um expectations in the industry. And I say that because I started off before getting to this place of independence, wanting so bad to be signed by everybody, just getting the opportunity to work with these people, not realizing that there was an illusion behind all of it, you know, not realizing that the same things that I wanted from them, I've already been doing myself for years. So, you know, money, in the term of financially of where life had me stopped me from doing certain things, but I am glad that they stopped me from doing certain things and getting to certain areas because I believe that my sound wouldn't be as authentic if it wasn't for all the hard work that I put in. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what it comes down to. It comes down to hard work. It comes down to your vision. Your vision is really the only thing that matters. And I think a lot of times these artists now are going to the point now where they're staying independent because if you a lot of times these studios will try to change your vision into something else that they want. Oh, yes. well, maybe if you go this way, maybe you'll sell more records because it's not it's not really about the music when you sign with a with a company. No. Anymore. It's more about visual. It's, it's about, more about right. It's about numbers. For yeah, sure. It's about numbers. It's about visuals. What people perceive what they're looking at is what they think you are. And that's not that's not the case. I think the, the case is the sound. The sound is what is authentic. The sound is what comes from you. And a lot of these studios try to change that sound significantly from artists like yourself that are unique in what they do. So I think staying independent helps you build your own audience. It helps you. So when yeah. you put out an album, they know they know you already. Yeah. So like for myself, um, uh, I write all my music. I produce all my music. Uh, shout out to the Lair Studios in Dover, Delaware. You know, they're my engineer. He does a wonderful job engineering me, not me, not him, you know, telling me what to do in this sense, but he gives me ideas and allows me to, you know, bounce off of that. Um, I also shoot videography. I do music videos for other people. So I'm a complete one-stop shop. I've learned to be that over time because of, you know, collaborations and 
thinking that people are gonna be there and do certain things and are not able to. And if they are not able to, then there's also just, they don't wanna do it or don't have the same drive. I got tired of trying to pull people along and be like, yo, bro, do this, do this with me. I got you. Like, and for when it time it's time to, you know, do a show, nobody's there. So now I just created a whole track with you on it that I can't even perform now because you're not, you're not ready. Yeah. And then on top of that, the biggest thing that I've learned now out of the 15 years is paperwork. I now own everything. I own my own publishing. I own my own uh, royalties for everything else, my masters. I do everything. And I realize why that's important just because the the label is doing just that, but you're just paying them to do it. Why do that when you can do it yourself? Yeah, and the label, you know, people don't understand how a lot of record deals work. You know, you guys, they think because you sign a record deal and they give you a million dollars up front, that's your money. That ain't your money. That's you have not to your money back. at all. Because they have to pay for studio time. They have to pay to advertise you, marketing. Uh, they give you money for clothes. They give you money for car. That's not your money. You have to pay that back. And some of these artists get trapped in this thing where they think the studio cares. Studio don't care nothing about you. They don't care about none of that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Why? I, I, technically, I, I technically signed myself with an advancement of 4K. Mm-hmm. I was able to talk to somebody, get some things together, put my own deal together to where, hey, uh, you give me this money, this is going to help me do this, 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 and this for myself. Cool. That sounds small, but at the end of the day, you know, if you got your LLC together and did all the other things that you needed to do to solidify your brand name, then you could go to the bank yourself and ask the bank for a loan. And they would give you the same loan that a record label would give you, but it's yours. <laughs> yeah. So I do this. So I actually, I'm a business banker by day. So I do this for a living. So what a lot of these artists hey. are doing, what a lot of these artists are doing now is actually pretty smart. So what they do is they'll start their LLC, their credit, let's say their credit is, is, is pretty good. They'll go out and get a business line of credit. And what they'll do is, is they'll use that business line of credit to do what all they have to do. And all you're doing is really, is paying on the interest on that business line. For that's right all now. I'm working on right now. I'm trying right. to do the same thing. Yeah, that's it. And and you can use that to your advantage when you're out and you have to market because listen, you have to market no matter what you anybody tells you. Market. Marketing is important because you have to get eyes and ears on what you're doing. A lot of people don't realize that. You know, I don't care how good an artist you are. Nobody's hearing you. It doesn't matter. You can be the greatest in the world. It doesn't make a difference. You know what that's I mean? That's where that 80% comes in. Uh, you know how they say 20% talent, 80% business. Yeah. That's all part of that business. So, but you're, you're, you're a business minded person. So you're already ahead of the curve on what a lot of these guy, other guys are doing and you've been doing it for 20 years. So how many collabs have you've had so far uh, that reliable collaborations? I'm talking about people that you've been actually been able to collab with and actually perform with. So, um, shout out to Little Red 302, shout out to ACID. Uh, these are some local artists in the Delaware area where I'm from. Shout out to Antonio De Niro. Uh, shout out to my big brother who helped me create Energy Records, Ruga the Reaper, but he goes by Ruga the Butcher. Uh, Ruga the Reaper is on his IG. Um, I've had maybe about 10 to 15 good collaborations that these people I still work with today for some reason. Shout out Sizzle, Sizzle Sounds. 
<laughs> we find, you know, so much things that, um, you know, life happens. And when it comes to collaborating, I feel like you have to be in charge of who you collaborate with because what the labels do as well, me personally, just my perspective, I believe that it is more than just a music thing. It's a spirit thing. It's an energy thing. So when it comes to collaborating, I don't just like collaborating with anybody. First off, I want to hear your verse. I want to hear what you got to say. And if it's not resonating with me in a way that is going to help me create, and if you're destroying on the other side of the track, I don't want anything to do with it, honestly. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we make spells. We make things that create and shift energy and power throughout the universe. And some people don't take it that seriously, but for me, it is that seriously because of my life, because of the way that I've had to live and see that I had to believe in myself. I've been around a bunch of people where, yes, they say, I believe in you, I support you. But every time I put something out for support, it is very few that genuinely support. So now I've gotten to the place where I don't want support from anybody. I don't want support from anybody now because I know where to go and get the money from at the end of the day. Now I'm going to, you know, the, the sync licensing deals and things like that. I'm going to people who are going to pay me. So if you decide to follow me and, and support me, great. But I don't let my, uh, my, my ex expectations on whom I think should follow me control what type of music I make. So it's it's essentially it's just you're using logic over emotion. That that's just basically it. And that's I think that's the best way to go. Sometimes our emotions get the better of us and sometimes we don't think logical and it's us against the world and that's that's just not the way it is. You have to think logically. You have to think business-wise because what you're doing is a business. It's a passion. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Everybody has you have to have a passion for what you're doing. But it's also a business. You are trying to create revenue for yourself doing what you're doing and if people are not on that train with you they're gonna have to catch the bus yeah some people are really upset with me right now because it's like oh bro you didn't change but it's like i haven't changed what i've done is incorporate myself as a business and i'm trying to make money now i'm tired of giving shit away for free i'm sorry i'm trying to tired of giving things away for free when i can help us both eat yeah if i know that if we do this right get our paperwork done right and if you are serious as an artist, you'll want to have your paperwork right. Because I used to think at one point in time that it was just, hey, let me send you a beat. Let's get this done. And we're going to make money off of it. No, it's so much into making a track and even just having your copyrights and all that stuff together before you release it. Like I'm learning so much now doing it independently. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I stayed this route because it helped me to see the operations of things. So I, we rise and fall by our own hands. And, and no matter what anybody says, no matter what any, any excuses people make, we rise and fall by our own hands. We make our decisions that are going to dictate what we do in the future. People tend not to support you unless you've made it. And, and this is the bad part. And this is how, like I said, people like the known and not the unknown. So right. their expectations are, Oh, well, when he gets big, then I'll go work for him. If he, oh, if he makes nope. it, he shows me, then I'll <laughs> I go. That, that's not how that works. We, we, you can't, you can't eat and you can't get yourself out there if people are not doing their part as well. 
It has to be a collaboration between everybody. Look, it, it's never easy. It's never going to be easy to achieve goals that you want to achieve. Sometimes you have yeah. to go out of the loan. It's just factual. And a lot of people don't understand that you can't bring everybody with you. And when you try to bring everybody with you, this is when you're going to have people that's going to try to step on you to get above you. Because in all reality, other artists don't want to see you be better than them. That's no. I mean, in anything. And, and, and it's true. At the end of the day, like um, ego is a hell of a thing. Ego is a hell of a thing. And don't get me wrong. I stayed humble for so long. Like I always thought that the people that were at the top, you know, I'd never be able to either speak to them, talk to them. Shout out to Ichiban Don. Please forgive me, Ichiban. I did a feature with Kendrick Lamar's producer. Yo, he's fucking amazing. He's, I'm sorry, excuse me. No, you're fine. You can be yourself, but, man. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. Like, he's really a dope artist. You know, shout out to Daylight. I've been trying to, you know, get up with him as well, but he ain't really rocking with me right now. It's cool. But, but it's all right. Like, I have built this catalog of people that, like, your network is your network. Mm -hmm. And if you're not consistently pushing yourself out there and even just presenting yourself to people, people won't know you exist. I never thought that I would be working with half of the people that I work with today, whether it's writing music or, you know, doing actual tracks. And that's only because I believed in myself enough to not quit. So on a monthly basis, how much new music do you work on? <laughs> I got at least, I, I literally, no cap, you can ask my wife and everything. I got a song pretty much one song a day. And really? That's just, that's just basic. Like in a month's time, I can easily kick out 50 songs. Jeez, man. That just that's depends a lot of production. on how I'm feeling. It just depends on how I'm feeling. That is a ton of, you must have books just stacked up in music, huh? Yeah. I have so much <laughs> lost music. Like I have, that's the thing. Like upon my travels, I have lost like, composition books full of music across wow. the states so when i get famous whoever has those books i'm definitely gonna buy them back from them just to be able to write more music but even just files like uh between production between just writing between doing voices and things like that because i don't think about those either those little voices i can make four track boxes all harmonies everything first round go whole song for that minute, five minutes. Now imagine making, all right, so five minutes. So that's pretty much a minute per box that I spend on each box, but that's a whole song or at least a half finished song times 50, a hundred different videos. I, this is just, that's time crazy. does not exist. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> How much studio time do you put in though? Like when, when, when do you have time? Because you have a day job, but when do you actually have time to get in, step into the studio and actually record? So I really, it, it really is mainly on the weekends, depending because, you know, I, I do work for Allstate uh, during the day, but as a whole, as far as like uh, CEO time doing my music stuff, Mm -hmm. I spend at least 80 hours a week just doing music stuff. Wow. I literally have been up till three o'clock in the morning uh, posting stuff. I just posted a new beat challenge that I would love every artist to do if they can. I'll be sharing every single video. I'm, you know, uh, this beat is called It's Jazzy Baby 
but it's literally like a, j- a jazz R&B, you know, neo soul. I just want to see what people can do, but I literally never stop working. I'll be honest with you. I mean, listen, that's a beautiful thing. If you have the passion to do what you're doing and, and you're committed to it, great things can come from that. It's just that, like I said, it's just finding the time and the effort to put in to do it. But 80 hours a week, plus on top of what you're doing when it comes to your regular job, man, that's amazing in itself. Uh, that means you have a passion and a drive for what you're doing. And I commend you for it because not a lot of people can put that that time. I can't even put that time and energy in. And I, and I run a podcast every week. Like, you know what I mean? Man. It's crazy, but it's like when you do like, and I know you understand what I'm about to say. When when you do what you love, it's never work. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Absolutely. It's just a part of your everyday life. And yeah. it's like, I don't be thinking about it, but when I get an accountant, I'm going to have to think about this as far as I have to pay myself a salary. Like I've not clocked all the stuff that I do throughout the day, but I know for sure it's, 80 hours a week just on the music on top of because I work for a radio station as well. So I'm promoting that. I'm doing all that other stuff. It's, it's, it's a lot. Look, man, I'm happy for you because you're you're accomplishing goals that you set out for yourself. It's like me. Like I, I started small, you know, and I'm starting to pick up steam on what I'm doing now with the podcast because people are actually going out and they're listening to my stuff and they're seeing the kind of conversations that I have. And it wants to bring people on the show because I'm an open platform. I don't yeah. box. I don't box myself into a corner with just sticking on one job. I talk to everyone. Definitely. And I want to give a shout out to QSJ radio, uh, home of the unsigned artist, Mad Love, Dave Hernandez. He actually put me onto you guys as far as the platform to find you. So I didn't know you existed until, you know, I was able to get on Matchmaker and be able to see that there's so many podcasters out here who are looking for people and not only just looking for people, but y'all have good content. Like, I like the fact that you have a level of genuineness. I have to put it that way, because the world that we live in today, it's it's hard to find genuine people who are not living, you know, for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Listen, the whole point of this podcast is to to shine the light on people like you. You know what I mean? I, I don't you. celebrities are celebrities. I, I really don't care about that. I care about guys who are on the preface, uh, precipice of becoming great and reaching their goals. And, and I want to be a part of that. I want to be saying, hey, man, look, I interviewed this guy before he blew up and forgot about me later on. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I can sit back. I you, right, so I can sit back and go and you have your, you know, living in your $10 million house. Be like, yeah, I interviewed that dude when he was just coming up. So, you know, it's I enjoy it, man. It's, it's great fun because you get to hear stories of passion. You get to hear stories of tragedy, of triumph, man. It's people don't understand just the stories that people have. And I believe everybody should be heard. I believe everybody should look, man. I had a flat earther on my show that tells you that I'm open hey. to talking to anybody. Oh, yo, yeah. No, we can have this conversation. That was a whole nother conversation. We'll say that for the next episode, but <laughs> you don't want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, I did. I went, I went down that rabbit hole with one of the most prominent flat earthers out there, man. So yeah. <laughs> so I've been there, done that. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So Listen, I, I'm open to. I definitely gotta go check that out. Yeah, yeah, I'm open to all that stuff, man. What projects do you have in the works right now for yourself that you're working on? 
Uh, so I just released the project um, April 1st. It was a single called Interchangeable Energy. It's actually my name, Black Ice, stands for Interchangeable Energy. Now, it's two meanings to it. One, if you put it all together, Black Interchangeable Energy, that's melanin. But the second meaning is because, uh, shout out to Young Pharaoh, you know, for his levels of philosophy. One thing that he said in one of his videos really stuck with me in the sense of um, ice in the form of matter, whether it is a solid liquid or gas, no matter what you do to it, whether you crush it, burn it, shave it, whatever, whatever that ice goes through, it goes back to its original state always, which is water. Now, water, Bruce Lee says, is we want to be like water, right? So with being like water, we must be able to live at a level of uh, adaptation. When water is poured into the cup, it becomes a cup. When water is poured into the bowl, it becomes a bowl. So, you know, in the form of my music, everything that I create has a level of balance from both sides of divine feminine and masculinity is at the same time. Uh, me personally, I believe that you know, when I sing, it is tapping into the feminine aspects. And then when I'm rapping, it is the, the divine masculine aspect. So to be able to put that together in a way that creates a, a, a harmonious balance on top of the words that I say and the melodies that I use, it creates a level of peace. You know, it's all easy listening music. And then the major project that I'm working on right now that I don't have a date for yet, is uh my album that i'm putting together called reasons nice so you you're just i mean listen you're you're a philosopher on the mic <laughs> you're a philosopher off the mic it's just you you know the the thought that you put behind it. now i understand what you mean that you, you you you're a thoughtful you're a thoughtful uh, artist and you you have meaning behind your music now i understand why because it's coming from a deep place it's it's something that you thought about and you can see it, it resonates off of you when you speak. Um, Thank you. And I think sometimes, you know, I think sometimes that can alienate some people if they don't understand the message you're trying to convey. And yeah, it definitely has. Um, but I'm used to that. You know, I was bullied my entire life throughout school and all that. So I think the tough skin from then definitely helped where I am now and realizing that it only gets worse as we get older because we're but a bunch of big little kids, you know, you eventually begin to realize, okay, they're acting out of the discomfort or the intimidation or the insecurities of what they've not yet have, you know, been able to face. I've gone through all the things that I've needed to go through to love myself authentically enough to know who I am. And so anyone else's, you know, ideas of me or perspective of me really doesn't matter. The only thing that matters to me is how my daughter and my wife thinks of me. Yeah. I mean, listen, we, we, when we get married and we have kids, we're no longer living for ourselves at that point. We have to make sure that we can provide, you know, a, a life for them. But at the same time though, we have to make sure we're still providing a life for ourselves. Yeah. Even though we're not living for ourselves anymore, just for ourselves, we still have to make sure we're okay. We still have to make sure that we are providing something for us too. Yeah. Because even though we're working, we're grinding to take care of our families, we have dreams still. We have aspirations. We have goals. And we have to set out. We have to make sure we have a good support system around us. And sometimes you have right. to cut out th those toxic people, whether they, you know, they were your friends, your family, it doesn't matter. 
Anybody Whew. who's not on the same level as you, anybody that doesn't have that vision and that dream doesn't belong in your life. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And it's been crazy this last month, but um, within everything else besides the album coming out. So I do a lot. Uh, 2018, I came out with my first shoe called Cosmos. And I have, I'm the only person right now, of course, with the prototype. Uh, nobody believed that it was going to go off the ground. Cool. So today in 2022, I have now branded 11 different shoes through uh, Alive Shoes. I partnered with them in Italy. Everything is made out of Italian leather and suede. It's a luxury shoe. The next best thing to Nike and Jordan. And the only difference that it is, is the fact that they have a name and a story that's been established. Once people understand the story, I think it will gravitate them towards my gear because then they understand why the gear was even made. Right. But, uh, and even with that, I also, thanks to my wife, shout out to Black Bella's Oils. Uh, I also came out with my new oils as well. I have two fragrances, one for women and one for men's. For the men's is called a ladies' man. And for the women's, it's called a woman's intuition. So I definitely have a lot going on and would love to send you some stuff for real. You see, you know, the beauty part is the beautiful thing about this is, is that you're thinking logically when it comes to finance, you have to have multiple streams of income coming in. Okay. And you have different things in the works for you. That's it. You find this is where the balance comes in at now. You love the passion, you have your music, but you're realistic in the, in, in the sense that, you know, listen, if I'm not eating just off of this, I have to eat off of something else as well. And I think a lot of these artists yeah. get themselves in trouble because they just want to rely just off the music. I mean, there's so many other things you can make your money off of yeah. while when you're you doing realize music. how much money there is in the world. It's <laughs> like, why am I competing with any of you? Yeah. We can all eat and yeah. still be in our own lane. But I, I, a lot of people don't think that way, though. A lot, You know why a lot of people don't think that way? Because like I told you before earlier, people don't want to see you doing better than them. So they call you fake or they say, you, you know, you're not the same dude you was before. And but no, it's not that I evolved. I changed for the better, not for the worse. My mentality is not the same when I, it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Right. You can't if your mentality is like that, you have a problem. That means you haven't evolved and you haven't matured enough to get where you are. You know what I mean? And some of these artists, they they stay like the baby. Let's t oh, my God. Let's talk about the baby for a second. The best dude is a multimillionaire. He's got everything he's he could ever want, and he's still out what? here. And then you try to you try to sucker punch your own artist, and then your own artist wait almost knocked on. that was his own that artist. was his own artist that he tried to sucker punch, and his his own artist almost knocked him on his on his rear, and they had to break it up. The baby is a, the the baby just his mentality hasn't changed, and these dudes think they have to stay the same when they look at Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg was one of the hardest hardcore dudes when he when he got into the rap. He was a real gangster, you know what I mean, and then. Stoop ain't no gangster. No matter what he say, he don't act like a gangster no more. He don't live like a... He still represents yeah, uh, his crew. Yeah, he's to, but he's I always going to hey. represent his crew, but he's not the same dude. You, why would you want to be? Why would you? Especially when you're making that type of money, knowing that you can stay out the way. You don't... I, and I don't get that. I, I never got that. Like, you know, some people say, you know, we try to make it out the hood. So you make it out the hood, and you make a lot of money to stay out the hood, but you still want to be connected and tied to the hood. I don't get it because I was raised in the hood. I've been around some messed up things, but the moment that I was able to get away, I've not been back since. Now I can go back and check and see everybody and see they're still in the same space. That's cool. But 
even if I did, like I could see if I'm doing something for the community, putting money back in, doing a block party for a fundraiser, something like that. But to to go back to where you know had you stuck or even act like that and, and you got money, that just lets you know where you where you at. I don't need, like, I grew up in two hoods. I grew up in the hood in Spanish Harlem in New York City, and then I grew up in the hood in Cleveland, Ohio. It don't get no hooder than that. Right. You know what I mean? But at the same token, my kids are not going, are, are, my kids started growing up in that environment, and I moved them out of that environment. Because here's my thing. I don't need to, be, I can visit. I don't need to, I don't need to be a resident. I can go yeah, back no, and visit. Right. I don't need my kids or myself to be a resident there anymore, but I understand the struggles. Yeah. But I didn't use, I'm not using those, those struggles and where I live as an excuse as to not to get me to that next level. And I think a lot of people have that mindset, but you don't, you know, where you grew up and you're trying to avoid everything you can. And if you lose people along the way, so be it. So be so it. So be it. So where can people find you? Um, you can find me on all of course platforms, uh, mainly that I do a lot of my stuff through is Apple music, Spotify. My Instagram is Tavon Johnson 33 but not like the regular Johnson uh, with an O at the end. It's with mm -hmm. a U at the end. So T-A-Y-V-O-N-J-O-H-N-S-U-N-33. Uh, Twitter, Black Ice R-N-B-33. Not the ampersand, literally R-N-B-33. Um, on TikTok, you can find me, Tavon Johnson with the U, 33. Um and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm everywhere. I do talk to everybody. I'm not Hollywood and don't have no reason to be. It's all about connecting. So listen, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. It's been, it's, it was a good show. It's very enlightening. I, Thank you. I love I the passion. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. I love the passion you have and what you're doing and you understand the business side of it, which is, which is frankly a beautiful thing. Uh, but I like to leave all my guests with this. No matter what anybody tells you and no matter what anybody thinks, if you know your purpose, live it. We'll talk live to you it. folks later.